0: Words on water Words on water Welcome to Words on Water, a podcast from the Water Environment Federation. This is the host, Travis Loop. I am joined by Katie Henderson, Senior Program Manager for the Value of Water Campaign, who is here to talk about a new report that has been released. Very important stuff. It's the Economic Benefits of Investing in Water Infrastructure, with the subtitle, How a Failure to Act Would Affect the U.S. Economic Recovery. Katie, it's great to have you on the podcast again.
1: It's great to be here again. Thanks, Travis.
0: Yeah, so I uh, I am very excited about this report. This is the type of information and data and really talking points that our sector needs to continue to make its... for investment. Um, could you talk a little bit about the report and, and why it was created before we dive into a lot of the, the findings and numbers?
1: Sure, this report summarizes... Um, modeling of the impact of water infrastructure on the national economy. The Value of Water campaign partnered with the American Society of Civil Engineers or ASCE to commission this report and basically it does three things. It summarizes where we are today in terms of our current water infrastructure needs and spending and then it models what the economic impacts will be if our investment trends stay the same over the next 10 or 20 years. And then finally, it models what they will be if we fully meet our water infrastructure needs. So those two contrasting pictures are a compelling case, I think, for increasing our investment in water
0: systems. Awesome. And this was a little bit of a collaborative report. um, And could you talk just about uh, who was involved in putting this report together and kind of what the approach was?
1: Sure. So we worked with the uh, economic research team, EBP, and they worked in partnership with a couple other uh, economist teams, including downstream strategies and the University of Maryland's um, Inforum group, which houses the big inter-industry model lift that we relied on for our economic projections. And then we also had input from both an ASCE um, sort of advisory committee, as well as a subcommittee from um, our value of water campaign supporters. And they all helped review and shape um, the report as well as fine tune some of the assumptions that had to be made at the beginning in order to inform the modeling. Um, so it was truly a collaborative effort.
0: Awesome, yeah, I, I think it's really, uh, was important to kind of let folks know that there was that great team involved. This is, this is a incredibly credible document. Um, also before we, we dive into some of the findings, I think it's important that you all included some information in the beginning about how coronavirus has impacted the financial picture for the water sector. You know, there's there's already massive challenges with funding, but certainly the past five or six months have further complicated the picture. Could you talk a little bit about some of those key points?
1: Sure. You know, I don't think we'll know what the extent of the financial impact from coronavirus will be for a while, but it's not looking pretty. Um, some early studies from both AWA and NAQA showed that the water sector could potentially lose millions in revenue this year as a result of the financial impacts of coronavirus. Um, and those financial impacts are layered onto what is already um, sort of a chronically underinvested. National Water Infrastructure System. Um, it's important to note that for this report, um, we used 2019 um, and 2019 uh, sort of economic measures as a baseline for the modeling. So that means that in effect, the the effect of coronavirus um, and the economic impacts of what's been happening in 2020 don't show up in the projections that we um, present in the report Mm. Um, and I think that's important to note because if you remember 2019 the economy was really strong. Unemployment was low um, and so in many ways there wasn't a lot of room to grow. Um, So for example when we modeled potential job gains um, we're using 2019 as a baseline and there just wasn't a lot of um, unemployed people to bring into the workforce as a result of infrastructure investment. If we were to run the model again using 2020 as a baseline, we could have very different results simply because our economy has, shall we say, a lot more room for improvement mm. than it did in 2019. So um, hopefully that makes sense. So one of the reasons, that's for that reason, I think that some of the figures in the report could be um, considered conservative. Um, sure. and, uh, the, the, the economic impact of water infrastructure now in this moment that we find ourselves in is much much greater.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you reference uh, some of those those. F- Impacts and I I see in your intro, you say the American Water Works Association and Association of Metropolitan Water Agencies estimate that drinking water utilities will experience a negative aggregate financial impact of 13.9 billion by 2021 because of revenue losses and increased operational costs during the pandemic. And National Association of Clean Water Agencies estimates the financial impact on wastewater utilities will be even higher around $16.8 billion, including a 20% drop in sewer revenue. So I just wanted to put those specifics out there because they're staggering numbers that just just fall into this already uh, serious gap in in infrastructure funding, which is where I'd like to turn next. Could you talk about this section of the report and what it says about the, the U.S. water infrastructure investment gap?
1: Yeah, so as our systems age, they obviously need to be replaced or rehabilitated. They don't last forever. And because our country's water and wastewater systems are often decades old or even older, um, the kind of list, the ledger of capital investment needs gets longer and longer every year and more and more costly. Um, But spending on those capital investments has not kept the pace. So the difference between water infrastructure spending And then the water infrastructure need is what we're calling the water infrastructure investment gap. So we estimated that in 2019 we spent uh, roughly 48 billion dollars on capital water infrastructure um, and we estimated that the need was closer to 129 billion. Mm. So that means that in 2019 we faced an annual water infrastructure gap of 81 billion dollars. When that's projected over the next Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Travis. No, I was I just gonna say, me. isn't
0: that inc- isn't that incredible? It's I just, you know, spending, yeah. those 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 numbers, you just have to sit and marinate on that for a minute. A- eighty one billion a year is the gap. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we have trouble with large numbers in this report. I have to say, billions and trillions. These numbers are hard. I think for for most of us to really even wrap our heads around. Um, when that eighty one billion dollar gap. Uh, From 2019 is projected over the next 20 years. um, We see that in 2039, that annual gap becomes $136 billion. And cumulatively, if you total those annual gaps together over 20 years, that translates to $2.2 trillion of cumulative water infrastructure investment gap. Um, And that isn't even counting the investment needs we'll need to make as a result of climate change or population growth or changing regulatory requirements that could be introduced for like PFAS or any other number of future unknowns. This is simply what we need to replace the system that we have so that it's in working order.
0: Mm, incredible. Uh, and I, I think this is just critical information to keep putting out there that, that gap that's there um, and it segues into what address that gap what happens with the with inaction what's the costs of inaction um so what does the report say about that
1: um so the first model run that we did was to look at what would happen if we just continued on our trajectory and we found that as time goes on the frequency of infrastructure failures that cause you know disruptions in water service or street flooding would increase and those would negatively impact businesses and households and create a cascading effect across the entire economy Um, So if you think about it this way, if you are a paint manufacturer, for example, and you need thousands and thousands of gallons of water a day to produce your paint, but every couple of months or maybe even more um, often, like a water main breaks or there's a leak and your entire process has to shut down for hours at a time or even days, months and months of that is going to impact your profitability. It could mean that you have to raise the prices of your product or look at cutting your workforce So those changes in a single industry will ripple across the economy. And that's what this model was built to measure. We found that allowing current investment trends to continue would cost the most water-reliant businesses $250 billion in water service disruptions just in 2039. $4.5 trillion of business sales would be lost in 20 years. And by 2039, 636000 uh, jobs would be lost annually. So the total impact on GDP would be a loss of $2.9 trillion. Um, and house, and no, trillion. So we're getting into the uh, yeah. that are hard to really understand. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, but, was, but that's, it, that's, that's, that's really what, what is about this report and this analysis is that it comes up with those huge numbers. Um, when you, when you look at the gap and when you look at how is to every facet of our economy and society. Um, you you get these enormous impacts, and the whole idea is like, we we need to change this quickly yeah. so we don't end up on that end.
1: Yeah, um, and that's just,
0: is there anything more on that cost part? Cost
1: to you know businesses and industries. There are costs to American households as well. Um, you know if a household is going to bear some. Um, increased costs if water infrastructure keeps failing um, too. So in addition to potential uh, wage decreases and job losses, um, we estimated that water infrastructure failures would cost households seven times more in 2039 than they did in 2019. Um, We estimated that American households paid about two billion dollars to deal with water service disruptions um, in 2019, and that would be 14 billion in um, 2039, and that's not counting medical costs, which we also estimate will rise by about 7.7 7 billion dollars cumulatively over 20 years. Um, so these are there's there's cost to kind of the kind of large, giant macroeconomic system, but also on an individual household level, um, not investing in our water infrastructure is extremely costly.
0: Mm. Incredible. The the big other side of this coin is the economic benefits from investing in water infrastructure addressing the investment gap Uh, and I think the report does a tremendous job in laying out uh, a lot of information on that front. Could you talk about some of the kind of top level findings?
1: Sure, so um Luckily, we didn't just do doom and gloom in this report, and we did model (laughs) the upside. What would the benefits be from closing the infrastructure gap? So in this scenario, we made the assumption that 100% of our capital water investment needs were met and then looked at what happens over 20 years. And we found that the economic benefits are equally huge. Um, There would be an immediate effect of an influx of spending on um, additional jobs, especially in construction, as those capital projects are put in the ground across the country, But after that, we would begin to experience the benefits of more reliable water infrastructure. So if we go back to the hypothetical scenario of the paint manufacturing plant, if they never have to pause production because of water service disruptions, then they can be more efficient and productive. Maybe they can increase their own capital spending or raise wages or hire more workers. They'd be able to sell their products more cheaply, which would raise demand. And they find that their product would be more domestically or even globally competitive. So in this future scenario, business sales would increase and GDP would grow by four point five trillion dollars. So, again, that investment gap is two point two trillion dollars. So we're talking about increasing spending by two point two trillion dollars and we get four point five trillion in GDP businesses would gain $225 billion in export value. And we found that wholesale trade, motor vehicles, aerospace products, chemicals, those are the industries that would see their export values increase by $10 billion or more each. Um, So fully fully funding those infrastructure needs would also create about 800,000 new jobs in 2039, um, and wages would rise. Households would see $2.8 trillion in disposable income increases, which translates to about $2,000 per household. And as we know, wages and disposable income um, are a web of interrelated factors that affect health over a lifetime. Um, So people with lower incomes tend to have higher risk of heart disease, diabetes, stroke, chronic disorders, and other studies have shown that as jobs and wages and other indicators of economic prosperity improve, so does public health. So I think the bottom line here is that adequate investment in water infrastructure protects public health directly by maintaining safe water quality which is our core business that's what we do and also indirectly by creating the economic conditions that enable our communities to thrive
0: it really jumps out at me when you look at the kind of like the big total cost of inaction uh, which was in the trillions but then look at the economic benefits of investment which was in the trillions you know and you Mm -hmm. you add those up and you've got two very different extremes, um, you know, it's a it's a stark choice <laughs> that, that, that it lays out. Mm-hmm. Um, I know one of the things that the value of water campaign, and those other partners focus on is putting out tools that can be used uh, by the water sector and infrastructure sector uh, to try to address some of these financial challenges. How do you all recommend that that this this particular report be used?
1: So we want everyone to take the findings from this report and reach out to your elected officials at your local, state and national levels and tell them, um, this is what we stand to lose. This is what we stand to gain. Our water systems are the lifeblood of our communities, and this is not an issue that can be left off the table. Um, So far, all the conversations that have been happening on the Hill around stimulus and economic relief as a result of coronavirus. Um, Water infrastructure investment hasn't made it through um, into any final economic stimulus or relief bill, and that is um, clearly a a lost opportunity. Um, So what, what we'd like everyone to do is to take these findings and put them in front of your elected officials, reach out to their staff. Um, for members of the, the Valley of Water campaign, we have additional materials, including op-ed templates and message framework slides and social media content um, that we hope that they'll, they'll utilize as well. Um, we have uh, our annual signature day of action coming up on October 21st, which is imagine a day without water. And we plan on relying heavily on the top line findings and messages from this report. Um, and putting them out um, especially on that day on October 21st. So anyone who is listening who hasn't yet signed up, imagine a day without water.org, sign up your organization and think about how you can amplify the value of water um, on on that day and speak with one voice with the entire water sector.
0: Yeah, that that Day has really grown over the years, with uh, into one with great participation and lots of cool stuff happening around the country. It's it's definitely a time for everyone to speak with one collective voice. Um, Katie, I appreciate you coming on the podcast again to share this report. I encourage all the listeners to go check it out. It's just like chock full of great statistics and examples uh, that. Are powerful and can be used out there. But thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Travis. This was great.
0: Words on water.